Let's switch over to the provincial election campaign for a while now. We are at the midway point. Today marks the midway point of the election campaign. Started May 1st, we vote May 29th. Um, and uh, politicians, pundits, always pay very close attention to the polls, but during a campaign, they live and die by these polls. I know a lot of you discount polls and whatever. No, 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 no. The people who put their strategy and their livelihoods on the line, they follow the polls really, really closely. Um, and the latest numbers from Abacus Data have everyone on Twitter, all of Twitter, this weekend because they seem to indicate the stalemate that we've been seeing for months and months and months and months might be breaking, I think. Um, a lot of people talking about this particular poll that came out on the weekend. David Coletto is the CEO with Abacus. He joins us now to talk about it. David, thanks so much for your time. appreciate it. Morning, Shay. Good to be here. So it, we've basically been in a statistical tie, a virtual dead heat, for a really long time now when it comes to polling around this campaign. So it, sometimes we've seen a slight edge to the UCP, if anything. Um, your latest research, though, break it down for us. What does it show in terms of support for one party or the other? Yeah, well, this is our first survey um, in the campaign itself. We we were out just before the, the official campaign began that showed, as you said, stalemate, 36, 36. Um, with 22% of Albertans saying they're undecided. Our most recent survey, which we finished on uh, May 12th, has the New Democrats, the NDP, ahead by uh, eight points. They're at 43, so they're up six. Sorry, they're up seven. The UCP's at 35, down one. And what I think explains all of this is a big drop in those who say they're undecided. That's gone from 22% um, at the end of April to... 14% today. So so what's basically happened is as this campaign has started and events have happened and comments have been made and things have come out, um, a large number of people who were telling us for a long time now that they weren't sure how they were going to vote um, have, have at least right now said, I'm going to vote NDP if, if the election was the time we asked the survey. And the numbers check out. 8% uh, difference now and 8% of the undecided are now decided. So it all makes sense mathematically then. It does. Um, and, and there's one group in particular that we've been looking at. We call them, I call them reluctant yeah. UCPers, right? These are people who voted for the UCP in the last provincial election and then uh, have said to us in all the surveys we've done, I'm either undecided or I'm not voting UCP, I'm voting for another party. And what we've really noticed in from, from the, the, the previous survey to the most recent one is that a big, there's been a big swing among this group to the words the NDP. They were sitting on the fence saying, you know, I really, I, many of, most of them don't like Daniel Smith. They aren't thrilled with, with what she's done as premier. They're even, many of them even say that Jason Kenney was better than her. But at least up until this point, they, they weren't entirely comfortable with the NDP either because a lot of, as you know, a lot of Albertans naturally vote for conservative parties. That's, that's, that's yeah. the history yeah. of, of the province. And these are, these people are, are, are no doubt, almost all of them voted for the federal conservatives. But there's something going on with, with Danielle Smith that has pushed them right now to the New Democrats, and that explains this, this surge in a way that we've seen that's benefited Rachel Notley and the New Democrats and, and has them in a the lead right now. Now, that overall headline number doesn't necessarily mean they're going to win the greatest number of seats, so let's go a little bit deeper here. Edmonton, still Edmonton, right? NDP leads by a lot. By a lot, dominant, and that hasn't changed. They're, they're ahead by over 30 points in our poll there. Um, outside of the two big cities, yep. we have a little closer race. I mean, the UCP is still ahead and, and I broke this down even deeper and said, okay, what about like, you know, the really rural areas and the smaller cities and the smaller towns? 
you know, the UCP is stronger there, but the NDP is making, it looks like some gains and think of, you know, communities around Edmonton, like, you know, St. Albert or Sherwood Park yeah. or, or even like Ledoux. Yeah. There's, there's some movement happening there, but the UCP is probably still uh, doing okay. But I know, you know, people who don't live in Calgary are probably sick of hearing this, but this is also coming down to Calgary. And in Calgary, yep. we've got the UCP ahead by, by six points. Um, and that, that is a shift from last time where we had the UCP ahead. So if that is happening, if the NDP is gaining in Calgary, um, you know, they, that's what they need to happen in order to win because, um, you know, the UCP is going to likely do very well in some of the more rural parts of the province. Um, Calgary uh, really is, 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 you know, in large part going to, yeah. going to decide whether those, yeah. those, those seats the NDP need to win a majority, which is basically all you're going to get in this election. If that's going to happen or not, it's that's going to happen the, there. Yeah, that's the thinking. Calgary is ultimately where this election will be decided. Now, like you say, I mean, you take a look at the numbers, they're interesting, but it's the shift. It's that start of a trend, perhaps. I mean, that's what makes this so significant in your mind? It is, right? Because it's, it's, it's signaling the people who had otherwise said, like, I'm not really sure, I'm not comfortable on either side, are now starting to make up their mind. Things that have happened over the last few days, right? There's been a lot of controversy surrounding mm-hmm, Danielle mm-hmm. Smith. And we've seen Danielle Smith's personal numbers get worse. More people say they have a negative view of her than than a positive one now. Um, when we asked people over the last few weeks, are your views of Danielle Smith and Rachel Notley getting better or worse? Far more say they're getting worse for Danielle Smith than they are uh, for Rachel Notley. So a lot of this momentum that the NDP is gaining, the Democrats may not like hearing this on the campaign, it's not necessarily because of things they've done. Right. But it's, it's things that Daniel Smith has said either in the past or, or recently that are repelling people away from the UCP as opposed to them saying, oh, I love the NDP and I'm going to embrace them. This is right now, I think, in a lot of people's minds, the NDP, which is shocking for me to even say, given Alberta's history, is appearing to be the safer choice for a lot of people who wouldn't otherwise vote for the NDP in the past. Demographically, this really breaks down along some clear lines, right? Women, younger people strongly in the NDP camp in Alberta. Huge. Um, and so that's a, that's a challenge for the NDP because younger people are less likely to vote. We know that. And so, but they're also tied among older people. So they aren't like losing. It's not like a huge generational gap. But yeah, younger people, women in particular, are, are core to, to the NDP's growth. Interestingly, the NDP has a almost 30-point lead. Um, and we see this in other provinces and other jurisdictions as well, among those with a university degree. That is what you know, this kind of culture war-esque debate that's happening in Alberta, it's being reflected in, 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 in almost a proxy in, in, in that question. And then lastly, um, if, if you're somebody who's, you know, self-identifies as, as part of a racialized community, um, the NDP is leading by over 40 points, right? So think of North uh, East Calgary, mm-hmm. South West mm-hmm. Edmonton, lots of new Canadian communities. Um, if the NDP breaks through in, in some of those riding it's because um they're you know uh, more diverse communities are really um being attracted to to the ndp right now so what do we make of this uh i i typically when you've got a, a very very close race it drives more people to the polls is that what you're thinking you know like like there's going to be more polls as we go along what do you think this might mean for the campaign overall well maybe the most interesting and, and important and this is related to what you just said question we asked is you know ask people to, to assess the race is it close is one party going to win 63 percent of albertans believe this race is too close to call yeah that's a signal and, and political science research says when people perceive it to be close they believe their vote's going to matter more and therefore they're more likely to vote so i suspect given the stakes given how 
engaged. I think people are, despite the wildfires, which, you know, are putting people's attention to something more important, frankly, than, than politics. Um, the perception that this is a close race will likely, likely drive turnout up. And um, that, that's, I think, a good thing for democracy. But it also means um, we may see things we didn't expect uh, to happen because people who don't normally vote might be showing up this time. Now, David, as you might expect, there are some people in the audience who don't like the results. Uh, so therefore, yeah. they're going to call into question the entire poll. And what questions were asked? It was one question. If an election were held today, who would you vote for? That's it, right? That's the that's the ballot question, as we call it, um, and and that's the one, yeah, that determines it. And and we, you know, we make sure it's representative of the population. Um, we're, we've got equal numbers across, you know, the different cities, the rural parts of the community, and it ma- like this is the same methodology we we used during the federal election, and our our polling was second uh, was second most accurate. So I stand by these numbers. Doesn't mean this is how the election is going to end, though. There's still as somebody I saw um, say, there's lots of game to be played here, and two weeks is a long time. There's a leaders' debate sure. on Thursday and a long weekend, which um, typically has people talk in politics. So we'll see. But it's it's the first indication that um, that people are starting to pay attention, and it's it's changing their minds right now. David, thanks so much for the insight. Appreciate it.